space badge on Norland and he has to know if he kick the ball 55, 60 metres. A harsh falls over the MCG. Tiger fans can't believe it. The boost from 50. Looks good. Looks sensational. Welcome to Dog Talk and this week we have Mago. How you going Mago? Good Johnny, how are you? Oh, relatively well. Um, Honoured to be back on. Yeah, second appearance. This is your first actual podcast appearance, actually. First full shift, yeah. Rather than the, the YouTube um, the YouTube oh, days. Yeah. The old video, no, well, no video, just audio. Just a Docker's picture? I think it was just, just Pav. Yeah. <laughs> uh, true believers. Just a Pav picture, that. which is yeah. always good to look at. Tell you the truth, the most fun I had, and I did it last week as well, because Monkey normally does the intro. It's like a pre-recorded one, sort of like the Purple Rain. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. And when I'd do it, because he'd be stuffing around or when we were really battling, I'd get to go through like a really like cool Dockers moment. Like last week, last week's pod I used um, Pav. Remember when we beat Geelong at home, like early in the season one year, and Pav kicked that soccer goal? It was like a proper strike. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was it, outrageous. Yeah, like, it was that one. That one. <laughs> that game or something, I think. Yeah. Um, that might have been like 2013 or 2012, yeah, maybe. Yeah, um, yeah we got, we've got Geelong a few times. Yeah, well... We'll show. talk about this later in the show, but Geelong, like, are to us what I imagine we are to Hawthorne. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or not even, like, we beat Geelong by, like, a goal. <laughs> yeah, and Hawthorne just pump us by. Oh, yeah. We do, we do go into that. So, we had a chat about it last week with Dark, but we do go into that a bit this week. Um, so, do you want to chat, chat about this week? So, we lost to Hawthorne, surprise, surprise, seven goals, 648. So, we didn't crack the half century, didn't get to raise the bat. Um, no. To, to Hawthorne's 15, 10, 100. Um, yeah, really disappointing, really. Did you go to the game? I was at the game, yeah. Um, oh, that's um, right. Who was the guy eating pizza? I saw Mary commented. Oh, some guy, some little young tacker. He was a good bloke, big Dockers fan. Like, as in a kid? Yeah. Or, or a, like bad. a dwarf that follows the Dockers? Oh, he's actually just as a straight-up kid. Yeah. <laughs> um, he had a bit of a Connor Blakely look, actually. Yeah, nice. Um, he Surfy just look. got like a deep Tupperware container and just <laughs> stacked pizza slices. Like, it was a pizza slice-sized container, but just real deep, so he fit the whole stack in there. That mate, he probably so if he went to Domino's and got a five dollar pizza mm. and stacked it in there, like can't you get those little like nothing? It's like one slice technically pizzas from the Subi food department, and they're like fifteen bucks or something. Yeah, well a Subi burger will run you about tenish, fifteen, fifteen, and the drinks right. about four, five, seven that's bucks, not even seven a, bucks eighty for a uh, or sixty for a mid strength still. Yeah, it's um. So he's a bloody entrepreneur, isn't he? He should be selling them for a dollar a slice and people would be lining Inside, up. Inside, yeah. With um, one of those like, <laughs> portable hot box things. I'll tell you what, the reason we're talking so much about the pizza is because the bloody footy wasn't very interesting. Um, I have got uh, a, I have got a uh, confession. 
I had my indoor cricket uh, wind-up and awards night that we organised, and being the time difference, it started pretty much when the Dockers started. So I didn't see one minute of the game, and when I checked the score, I was like, I refuse to watch that. Um, oh, yeah, well, <laughs> you didn't miss out on heaps from our perspective. Like, we Looks started like bad, and we just didn't get better, really. <laughs> we start terribly against Hawthorne teams, and not necessarily, like, just the first five minutes, but, like, we'll always be down by some stupid margin at quarter time. Or... Yeah, like, we were down... Um, they kicked the first four, then oh. we got two back, and then the first of the second quarter, and I was sort of like, we we could be on here. We're but back. Then, yeah, as the Dockers tend to do, they, they these little comebacks kind of just fizzle out. and then. Mm. Um, so we kicked our third goal early in the second quarter, <laughs> and then we kicked another four, and they kicked another nine. Did we so, have a goalless quarter? Uh we did not have a goalless quarter, which right. is good. We talked about that last week. I was tipping Freo to have a goalless quarter at some stage. That seems to be our special against Hawthorne in particular, to just have a yeah. quarter where we don't score. I mean, we, we came close. The first quarter looked real bad. Like, they were just smashing us. I think they kicked 4-3 before we, we scored. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they were just all over us early and... Um, there's no good, and that that shows in the stats. Like they, I've got the stats up here. They had ninety more possessions. That's like what three more good midfielders. Yeah, that's true. Well, Hawthorne, <laughs> if you look at the way Hawthorne play, they're a little bit like the Eagles, except better. That they like <laughs> keep the ball, so they use the ball really well. So even when they're losing, they probably come close to winning the stat sheet unless they're getting pumped. Whereas Frio are like. You know, we have to be flogging a team to win the stat sheet generally because we don't retain yeah. the ball. We're like, we move it quick, we kick it out in front of people and let them run onto it and stuff. Um, I don't know. I saw, uh, also, it's sort of bittersweet. So, um, obviously, you know, one of our better players for the last, well, the last period of time anyway, um, last few weeks particularly, was Walters, has done mm. a PCL. So he'll be fine but won't play for the rest of the season probably. But yeah, the, the, the sweet part was that Spur also looks unlikely to play for the rest of the year. No, he's um, in a bit of trouble, I think. Another old man calf injury for the Dockers. Yeah, so he... I think he ended up playing forward for like, at least a half. Oh, really? Um, no yeah. wonder, mate, no wonder we, did, we only scored seven goals and four of them were in the first half. Yeah, I, I remember... <laughs> Turning to Mary and asking, Mary's my wife for those out there. Um, I'm assuming everyone knows you as well as I do at this stage, surely. Yeah, surely. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mate, no one knows who I am either, so that's all right. <laughs> no. <laughs> but just like, is, is that Spur wandering around in the forward line and mm. well, like he's gotten lost? He's lost his way. But I think that was an intentional decision to. Because the ball was not really getting there, so they just put him there because he wasn't going to risk further injury if he's not. Yeah, the ball's not there. Or um, that's or how bad we were going. The ball wasn't getting down to the forward line, so we weren't going to risk yeah. Spur turning it over anymore because he wasn't going like, to be around the yeah. ball that much. <laughs> like you'd get less action in our forward line than you would on the bench. That's how bad. We were going. <laughs> yeah, there's heaps of ball on the bench, though. Um, yeah. <laughs> 
I saw that Blakely did well again, so he's like, yeah, he's sort I mean, of upper echelon. Hey, was. yeah, he's um, he's really good. He's as improved a player as anyone in the in the comp. I mean, I'm extremely biased, but <laughs> yeah. he's he's having a really good year. Yeah, and he's just um, the fact that he's moved into the back line as mm. well, and a pretty under siege back line, and he's just doing really well. Like, got the stats here again. Rebound 50 is number one on the field with seven. Yeah, okay. He's, it's interesting, like, he's sort of, you, you, I put him in the, like, Michael Barlow mould, like he was like an inside, like, accumulator, basically. Yeah. And then he's sort of now, we always used to compare him to Mundy, but now he's sort of really looking a lot like a Mundy, who's a clever ball user that can be creative um, and and he's not really just an accumulator that needs to be in the midfield or he won't do any damage. Oh, that's good, isn't it? It's really good. He's um, I think the the criticism of him last year was that his disposal was bad, right? But now it's one of the best in the side. I think maybe like, he just needs a bit of space. Yeah, he just needs a bit of space in front of him when he gets the ball. I think yeah. he was probably getting the ball under packs and then having to quick kick, and everyone's disposal is bad when they do that. Yeah, but he and reads the ball really- well. He's got a little turn of speed as well. Like yeah, the number does. of times he gets the ball in his first sort of three or four steps, he can just create that space for himself. Like a Pendlebury type thing, like not necessarily yeah. the quickest player, but has a little burst. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It's, it's good, isn't it? I saw um, Kirsten and Cam Mack kicked a couple of goals each, but yeah, Kirsten and Cam Mack were actually pretty good, um, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it would have been limited supply, I imagine. Yeah, rather like they, than, rather than just, they were the only guys up forward really doing anything, which yeah. is good and bad. Like it, it'll give them confidence, I hope. Mm. Um, but it was like no one else was was up there, and they um, they both made the most of it. They got a couple of goals each. Kirsten kicked, I think, one ridiculous out on the full, <laughs> and a couple of fairly easy behinds, but got a couple of goals as well. How was his hair looking? Did he have the shave underneath? Um, it was hard to see. Or has he grown it out a little bit? Sitting, but has he grown it out into a little bit of a George McFly type look? It's yeah. I'm not a fan. No, nah, I don't like his the, hair either. That hair. I, I preferred the Geelong look when he had the headband and a bit more length to it overall across the whole head. Yeah, like when Fife used to roll long hair with a headband. It's much better yeah. than the top knot. He needs to get that back as well. That was sick. That was Brownlow hair. Yeah. I mean, it literally was Brownlow. Yeah. <laughs> he had that hair receiving the medal. <laughs> it wasn't metaphorically Brownlow hair. It was no. <laughs> literally. Um, the other thing that was pretty interesting from the game that I did see was um, uh, Sicily, who we were talking about in our... So, oh, just quickly, our group thread. So, um, I always reference our group thread. So, we have a group thread where it's just... Dockers fans and members and Ducky, basically. And and we just talk crap in there a lot of the time. A lot of it's Dockers tragic. But um, often, half of the material for Dork Talk and for um, Purple Rain comes from those chats. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But um, we were talking about how much of a jerk Sicily looks like. Just looks like the all-time C-bomb, Emily C-bomb. I always thought that. But um, how's he got falconed really hard 
and then started mouthing off at one of the Dockers players or something. And then his teammate came to settle him down. Uh, what's his name? Jeray or whatever it was. Jeray, yeah. And he got stuck into him, told him to fuck off. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was weird. I didn't get that. Like, no, nah, he looks like a jerk, eh? I didn't get how it came to be an argument between two teammates. I think he was having a go at Ballers, which makes perfect sense. Yep. But the guy got I falconed. Know. I don't know what, who, what he thought was wrong. Yeah, like what? You know, just take it up with the ball, mate. Yeah, exactly. Get angry <laughs> the at the ball. The ball hit you. <laughs> Kick it back. Um, oh, I think it just further supports our theory that he's an absolute jerk um, Yeah, I don't, I don't like him. He's I wouldn't hang out with him, mate. He's a decent player, but like, yeah. he's, just, he's got a bad vibe. Yeah, and he just looks like that sort of face you want to punch. Um, yeah, anyway. Definitely. So, <laughs> on on off the off depressing topics onto more depressing topics in the MRP. So the media review panel this week. So, um, I'm pretty sure his first name's Joel, but it's Quartermain, the guy that's from the Sunday Times, and he does a little uh, podcast and thing with Mark Duffield. Oh. So it's Qu- Joel Quartermain <laughs> or something like that. Anyway, I was listening yeah. to it today because it's pretty grim over in Queensland in terms of AFL news, so I have to take what I can get. Um, and he was talking about... He, he made... This was a, like a 20-minute podcast or something, and he made three howlers, a few of them related to Frio. Um, first one, he was talking about the skill level at Frio, which is pretty poor, which I agree with. Um, and then he said that Frio de-skill players. So he's like, Brad Hill was definitely a better kick when he came to Frio than now. So he reckons in 17 rounds, or whatever it is, Brad Hill has um, become less skillful. I don't know how. Uh, Brad Hill's had oh, a few Glenn, clanger Glenn games. Quartermain, Glenn Quartermain. Glenn Sorry, not Joel Quartermain. Yeah. Um, so he reckons Brad's, Brad Hill's had a few games where he kicked a lot of clangers, and we all called him out on that as well. But um, his, his efficiency is at 69.3% for the year. I checked this. And, and he said Stephen Hill as well is way less skillful now than he was five years ago. Stephen Hill's percentage for this year efficiency is 69.7. Now, I know that efficiency stats, it's like sometimes people have four clangers and three other kicks and they're running at 90% efficiency. So I don't even know how it works. Yeah. But, but, um, but they're running at nearly 70% efficiency. That was, that was pretty high up in the players that had had more than a couple of kicks. So... Uh, it's just such a peanut thing to say that a team is de-skilling you. Yeah, um, like what, what what I don't get with these journalists is what do they think? I mean, why would you de-skill players? Is it how how would a team go about doing? Does that? he reckon Ross doesn't have footies at training or something? Like yeah, <laughs> like you like, remember how in Colts, like if you have a really bad game. The coach would be like, mate, no footies on Tuesday and you just have to do running for like an hour and a half. Run around the <laughs> bloody, round McGilvray, the MCG. Yeah, the McG. The um, McG, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't like, I it's don't like, know. It's do, just a peanut out, comment. Like, do the lane work, but just don't hit that target. Make sure you don't hit the yeah, other Yeah, Ross really rewards the players that don't hit targets. I don't know. It was just a stupid thing, I thought, to say that he's de-skilling when the stats say he's not. The next thing he said was, and he was talking about how Hawks are a very skilled team, which I agree with. Yeah. And he was saying, oh, it's all because they only pick left-footers because left-footers are better, more skilled. And I was like, well, I know they have a lot of left-footers, 
I dare say a lot of those left footers would have been a mixture of coincidence and possibly if there were two midfielders that were the same, they picked the left footer. But it, I dare say Clarkson and their recruiting, re- recruiting, recruiting people weren't picking left footers. Just left footers, left yeah. Footers. And then I had a, look at a, had a look at a few of their players that are left footers. So three of them are Hodge, Cyril and Birchall. And I, oh, sorry, four, Isaac Smith. You'd pick those players whether they were kicking with their right leg, their left leg, their middle leg. Like, they're just bloody good players. Yeah, the, the third leg, the tripod. <laughs> um, um, and Sam Mitchell, again, was, I think... I think he was think just both. Yeah. Maybe he was a lefty, yeah. But, yeah, you don't pick feet. You pick players. Yeah. And the other ones they've got is Jurey, who you wouldn't pick him just because he's a lefty. Like, he was sort of like a low, like a, you know, a late draft pick. Yeah. Um, Gibson, they traded in because they needed a defender. The shoemaker doesn't even get a game because he's a crab stick. Like, all, it's just such a, it's just another, another peanut comment that a media person thinks they have the right to make because they're in the media. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, it's like saying guitarists are better because the well, left-handed guitarists are better. Yeah. Based on what, who's, who's out there, McCartney and Hendrix. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, it's one of those classic confirmation biases, biases, however you plural bias. Um, I think you're right, biases, yeah. Because, um, thank you, because you see there's like, whatever, 10% left footers, and if some of them are are skillful, you're like, oh, left footers are skillful. There's bloody 4,000 million right footers, and of course there's going to be all the, most of the crabs statistically are going to be right footers. So, um, isn't Zach Dawson a left footer? Like, does he include Zach that Dawson in it? Zach Dawson is a left yeah, footer. Yeah, so, like, <laughs> does well, he include that in it? He's more a left hander, really, isn't Well, he's he a left shinner. Left, left shinner. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's just got little nubs down where his boots should be. Um, but, yeah, it just annoyed me. It's really pointless that I'm even letting it annoy me, but I thought... This quarterman guy progressively made me more angry. And the it's final just... thing, mate, which I know yeah. you'll get fired up about, oh. he said, "Who should?" Someone asked, "Who should Frio get to fix their, you know, or who should Frio get as a player that would help their forward line?" And he said, "Definitely not Tippett." Oh, okay, definitely not Tip. Did he say who we should get? No, he just said draft. You should draft players. Because um, that's worked really well so far. And, yeah, look who we've drafted. Tabana and Tabana the Big Ace. <laughs> um, Morabito. I can't even remember others. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, of course we're going to draft people. Um, but how how is Tippett a bad option? Well, did he, what, what was his reasoning? Because of the age, I'm assuming. Age and Tippett won't, Tippett won't fix their problems because he was only good like two years ago. Wasn't he really good last year, Tippett, for a, for a patch? Yeah, I think so. He, I mean, if he was fully fit, he'd probably still crack their mm. 22. Like, he'd push Sinclair out, I'd, I'd think. Yeah, I think Sinclair had a really good game on the weekend, but I, wouldn't, did, yeah. I wouldn't be trusting him going into like a qualifying final or something. No, I used to play for the Eagles. So oh, he mate. Um, <laughs> mate, they'd just crumble in the last quarter, wouldn't he? Well, he, Tippett looks like he um, he might be on the way out. Yeah, well, the, so, you think they're paying him a lot of money and they're going to have to start yeah. paying those kids a lot of money soon too. So I think it'll Franklin's be... Franklin's probably still on like 
fifty million dollars, so they can't afford to keep all these guys. Yeah, exactly. So I think Tippett's the one that has to make way. So it might be a cheap deal because they need yeah. it. Would be a Hawthorne like deal. Like Hawthorne needs offload cap space. Sydney are going to need to do that too for a player that they're not really using that much at the moment anyway. So yeah, I think I think it could make sense as long as we don't you know give up bloody everything for him. There's um, no point, I mean, if he's available and we're in a position to get him, there's no point not getting him. Like, what? It, was, it won't make the team worse. No, and we're going to have to get rid of probably Zach Clark and we'll only have... And, and look, Griffin is just going to be a waffle ruckman, surely. So we're yeah. going to have Sandy, who's questionable fitness-wise now that he's had lots of injuries, and... Um, Darcy, who's bloody in his second year, or will be in his second year next year. Man child. So, so um, Tippett would be a great option for him because they yeah, could just swap definitely. forward. Anyway, um, that's another It'd discussion. be like a, a good, consistent Tabana, the way I see it, like a Ruck Ford who's pretty legit, like a proven yeah. Ruck Ford. A legit tab- Tabana, yeah. I know yeah. what you mean. So a Tabana who's then not a crab. Yeah, although Tabana's waffle form is out of control at the moment. I don't know how he isn't getting picked. Maybe your your theory is true. <laughs> My theory about his... Um, the ruse theory. The ruse text to, to Ross Lyon. Um, yeah. I think... Well, Ross Lyon alluded to it. Oh, that's a Ross Lyon word there. Allude. What are you Allude, alluding to? Yeah. He alluded to it in his presser when they were like, just Tabana come straight in. He was like, well, we don't really rank him just on goals kicked. Because I think they've been like, Tabana, when you come in, you need to do one, two, three for us. And he's probably like kicking these goals. I don't I don't watch the Peel game, so he might be getting them. Like they might be sweet Mark goals or they might be like Joey the Goose, Josh Jenkins from the goal square type. Josh job. Jenkins, yeah. So, Cheapies. Yeah, so who knows whether, um, whether they've been like, we want you to take 10 marks a game to lead up the ground, like present options, you know, right, run to the right spots, and that's when we'll pick you, and you might only kick one goal that week. Yeah. Well, I reckon his stats are that he's kicked 13 in three weeks, 13 straight, which is outrageous. For and him, he's, particularly, I think he's yeah. averaging 24 and, he, and 11 marks across yeah. three weeks, which is solid. That's rowdy. Yeah. But, yeah, I like that. I mean, I'm not Ross, so, uh, yeah, Ross does some weird things, but I trust him. I trust Ross. I trust him too. I think I think um, there's only a couple of people that I trust almost without thinking. One of them is Dr. Carl. I think you can never go wrong listening to Dr. <laughs> Carl. He always, he just knows so much and it's all evidence-based scientific stuff, so... yeah. If you need to ask someone a question, Twitter, Dr. Carl, I used to annoy him all the time. I used to ask him where flies go at night and he could never answer me. Um, That's a really good question, actually. The best theory we have so far is that they have a shift change with the mosquitoes. (laughs) They clock out and the mosquitoes (laughs) clock in. That's all we've got. Where do flies go at night? Yeah. That's what? Where where are they now? I can't see any. But, like, exactly. If you know those days where like if you're having a barbecue and it's like middle of summer and you are getting like almost swarmed by flies like it's like one of those beehive guys that are just covered in flies it's like that 
Yeah. Um, and then it gets a little bit dark and they go away and then suddenly there's zero flies and you're like, where did they all go? <laughs> yeah. Did, did you ask him to fish sleep? That's mine. No, I haven't asked him that. I don't know. What is in, do they have a, yeah, maybe. Like, do they just. I thought they did. I think they'd have to, but you never... I mean, I'm not around fish much, but you never see... Do flies sleep. sleep? Do flies sleep? I don't know if flies sleep. I think their lifespan's too short, so they wouldn't have to. That's my science. We're going deep into science here. Yeah. The fly science. <laughs> um, all right, mate. So I've got 10 questions about the Dockers. Um, a bit of Docker's history. A few of them uh, you, you should know. A few of them are a bit tricky. Um, but um, do your best, mate. I won't uh, judge you on the results. So the first one, fittingly, is who kicked the Docker's first goal in history? Oh, jeez. Back in 95 against Richmond we were playing. Oh, shit. It I wasn't a Docker's that. legend. It was not a Docker's legend. No. Oh, my... Oh. I'll put you out of your injury. It's Todd Ridley. Oh, Jesus. You never would have Todd gotten Ridley. that. And Peter no. Bell Peter Bell debuted. I'm pretty sure he debuted and had six touches that day. And then we then traded him away and then traded him back in for the kitchen sink, I think. Um, yeah, that was a <laughs> terrible mistake to give him away. Classic Dockers. Uh, yeah. Number two. So, who's kicked the most goals in a single game? And how many was it? Single game. Um, this one. Modric kick 10? This one is a Dockers legend, and you're correct. It's Modric kick 10. Okay. I was certain Pav had kicked 10 at some stage, but apparently he kicked 9. Pav kicked 9 against Carlton once, yep. I think. Yeah. So, Mods is still our record holder with 10. And I'm pretty sure he yeah. came second to Scott Cummings in the um, Coleman that year. Modric oh, was so Paddy good. Modric was such a gun. Um, yeah. All righty. Number three. Who has taken the most running bounces that's played for the Dockers? So not necessarily all while they're at the Dockers, and that's a little clue. Oh, not all while they're at the Dockers. I couldn't find um, that stat. <laughs> hmm. Who we got? Is it a current player? He's currently on the list, yes. Okay. It is it... Is it Brad Hill? It's not, no. An older older man than that. Oh, he may um, have he may have had a controversial contract extension in the pa- recent past. Oh. Is it Daniel Pierce? <laughs> Two more years, Daniel Pierce. Yeah, he's taken four hundred and five <laughs> bounces in his career. Guess who's next though? Another dual club player. Um uh, This guy is a classic Dockers player. Um, Shawnee, Shawnee, oh, two-club player. Yeah, this guy played in a, a dual grand final, played in two grand finals. Two grand finals? Oh, um, Might have even been three grand finals, but there's a little hint for you as well. Not Josh Carr, is it? Not Josh Carr, Brett Peake. <laughs> oh, Brett Peake. <laughs> Do you remember he used oh. to take bounces... Like, as soon as he took the mark, he'd take a bounce. But he'd just stand yeah. around and take bounces. <laughs> like, every five metres, he'd take a bounce. Sure but he still plays down at... Um... East Freo, maybe? Yeah, I think yeah. he'd back. His dad, Brian Peake, was a really, really good waffle player, I think. Yeah, he um, was. 
All righty. Who's kicked... Well, you'll, you'll be able to get the first part, but I don't know about the second part. Who's kicked the most goals for Frio? That's oh, it. That's have. it. Yeah. And how many? This 700? One. Yeah, spot on. Who's kicked the most behinds for Frio? Most behinds? Oh, is it also Pav? It is. <laughs> um, he's kicked 435 behinds, which is pretty good. It's like that's, two yeah, goals to a behind, basic. yeah. How many goals does that translate to? Just add that to the total. Yeah, true. We can just calculate <laughs> it out. Um, yeah. <laughs> I used to do that. You know how if you kick like one goal six, it's like, oh, I kicked two goals today. Two goals, yeah. I don't think I kick one goal six too often, I don't think. I'd hope. Um, yeah. All right, who's... <laughs> this one's pretty funny, actually. Who's had the most clangers for Frio? Most clangers? I mean, you would think... It'd be someone like Sean McManus. I would think that too. But is it not Sean McManus? It is not. It is also Pav. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. 824 clangers and an average of two a game, 2.2 a game. How's that? Well, that's, that's actually pretty good. That's a sweet like, stat. Yeah, it's, it's more stats. based on him playing 353 games than, uh, than actually being a spud. Yeah. I mean, looking down the list of... The stats from last week, you got clowns are getting six and four and three. Two average is pretty good. Yeah, well, the way Freo are going, if any of our players play for 10 more years, we're going to crack 824 clangers for a career, I think. So. Oh, um, definitely. Who is, of the players over 50 games, av- uh, over, over 50 games, who has the highest average possessions? Over fifty games. Yeah, so they can't. They kind of played one game and had thirty touches, and then bow out like Brad Dalziel type. Um, is it Locking Neal? Yeah, it is twenty five point four. Next oh, is Barlow. Good player, Locking Neal. Next is Mick Barlow, and then Fife, and they're all in the top twenty for the AFL as well. Oh wow, that's, that's pretty sweet. Impressive. Yeah. Um, five with twenty four point seven, so they're all around that twenty five touches a game, which is pretty rowdy. Um, yeah. All right, how many draws have Frio had while Lyon has been the coach? And you'll remember this. Oh, it'd just be the one, wouldn't it? Yeah. Do you remember when? Yeah. Um, against Sydney. Sydney. Do you remember the the controversy? Was it that bloody? No one was on the goal line and let Sam Reid basically take an uncontested mark. Yes, sir. Remember Mickey and Johnson? That literally would have won the game. Jono had that kick, like from yeah, about just 50. smashed it through, boys. Yeah, exactly. I'm the pretty volleyball. sure pretty sure Zach Clark was down there and just got outmarked by Reid. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure me and Ducky were at the Claremont Hotel later that weekend. Like, I think that was Friday night and then we were at the Claremont on the Sunday and that must have been a bye week because all the Dockers were out, and we saw Jono, and I've got a photo with Jono. And we oh, were just like, I've seen that photo. Yeah, we were just like hustling him. That was just after that game, I'm pretty sure, like the same weekend or the weekend after. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was clearly no... Was he on the sauce? Oh, yeah, he's had a few had a few beers. There was no, um, no shenanigans involving white powder no or kebab shops. Yeah. Halal snack packs. None that I saw anyway. Um, probably went to Fresh Provisions, mate. It's a lot more um, civilised down there. Oh, yeah. That was a great spot. It's a shame that's gone. That's a Bunnings now. You might yeah. not know that. Is it a, oh, they've moved Bunnings there. Yeah, they moved Bunnings across the road and now Bunnings is a furniture shop. Oh, wow. Empire. And now Empire 
is, I'm not sure what, a cafe, I think. So Bunnings has turned into like one of those massive furniture shops that sell everything. Like yeah. a freedom type thing. And now the Bunnings is, has taken over that entire like shopping centre bit, what that Fresh Provisions was attached to. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Um, I remember I used to go there and get a little parcel and they'd heat it up for you. It was a little Yeah, cool. after a big... Big steam at Clubber. A big Sunday Clubber steam, and you get a little parcel and like yeah, start your walk to, home. I'd get a pie or um, some form of pasty. Yeah. Oh, we used to or pound some food. Yeah, we used to pound some food when we were drinking, hey? Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, so a couple more questions. Sorry, we're getting sidetracked. Um, what is Ross Lyon's winning percentage as the Frio coach? Uh, I'm thinking after last year, it's Probably around, I'm going to say 61. Very good. 58.6. So he's won 74 out of 127. All right, this is a bit of a salt in the wound. What's our average losing margin against the Hawks while Lyons been the coach? Oh, Jesus. Um, That's probably pretty close to what it was on the weekend, which um, was 52. So I'm going to say it's probably... Around 50. Yeah, that's a good guess. 45. I calculated 45. it. It was a very depressing uh, history thing to calculate. That's bad, man. That's what's seven and a half goals. Yeah, and we've only won one out of nine in the nine times we've played Hawks since Little Ross has been coach. And guess who was playing in that game that we won? What do you mean? Guess Matt Tavener was playing that game. I remember. Ah, was he, that, he was good that game, wasn't he? That was when we thought he'd be good. Late, I think it was late 2014. Yep, maybe. It yeah, it was. And then we ended up uh, going straight sets in the finals. That sucked. Yep. Um, that sucks. Straight sets sucks. All right. <laughs> a final little treat for you. What is the second verse of the Frio song? Uh, so, you know... Hit him real oh, hard, him down, yeah. and then where does it go from there? You should... Where the rollers, where the rockers, where the mighty Frio Dockers. Yep. Keep um, going. Oh. It's along the same lines as what you've just said. <laughs> We're going to roll them, then we'll rock them? Yep. Surely not. Yep. And then what? <laughs> We're going to send them to the bottom. 100%. Then what are we going to do to them? If, if they get up, we'll do it again. Yep. And then what? The Dockers are going to rock them, rock them? Nah, stop at nothing. Man, that was so close. <laughs> oh, rock them. The Dockers stop at nothing, nothing. There I mean, it's lyrically bad, but it gets you going. Yeah, I think it's just... You know how, like, if you... We've heard it when we've been excited, therefore our brain subconsciously associates it with that euphoria of when we win yeah, those I think, stupid yeah, games. Yeah, it's definitely a psychological yeah. thing because... Like, we cherish, as Dockers fans, every win. Like, it's almost grand final-ish. So that kind of, we associate that song with um, Look, um, joy, not, pure joy. You're absolutely not wrong there because I think we've been so starved, and that's why Eagles don't understand. We've been no. so starved of excess, but we're happy winning. Like, we don't have to be winning by 100 points or winning a grandy. Like, we were stoked when Frio turned good again with Lion. And then we started getting a bit cocky after a while. Yeah. Um, but yeah. It's so, kept us honest though, like the ups and downs. It has. We're not, not going to be Chardonnay sippers. That's why we're better people, really, I think. I think, 
legitimately, I reckon, if you did some research, that would come out. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just did some research right then. Yeah. It's called Hearsay, and it's called Conjecture, and release that, publish that, mate. Peer yeah, review that, it. I mean, the media would latch onto that and publish it the way they're going. Look, you're my peer. the same amount of evidence. And you're my peer, and you've reviewed it. Ross, uh, sorry, Dr. Carl's always talking about peer-reviewed uh, literature. You know, it's reviewed, mate. Yeah, you're my peer. Yeah, exactly. You um, peered at it. So what do you reckon, just quickly, before we finish off with a couple of things, what do you reckon about this week, mate? Oh, man, it's... On paper, this is an ugly result coming up. I agree, um, but... However, like, yeah. GWS haven't been this vulnerable this year, I don't think. I agree. I'm sniffing, similar to the Geelong game, when everyone was like... The line was set, because I put money on the line against Geelong. It was set at 61 points or something. Jesus. I put money on us by 61, plus 61, and I won by, you know, 58 points or whatever it was. (laughs) Um, So, I'm sniffing something along those lines. We're going to be a lot more competitive than people think. I wouldn't ever think we're going to win this game, because I think it'd be crazy. But I think yeah, we, I think it, it will be closer than um, than you'd assume. Yeah, I'd hope so. Anyway, I think if we bring, you know, you know, what's Frio sometimes need that kick up the butt of we're going to have to work really hard for a really long period if we want to be in this. And like against Adelaide, we didn't do it, but against Geelong, we did do it. Like we worked yeah. really hard because we knew we had to, and it was like, you know, why not? I think we yeah. can do it sometimes. But who well, knows? the line at the moment on sports bet is forty point five. Yeah, I'm going to get on that. I reckon. Um, I think we can we can surely get in below that. Whoa, GWS haven't been very convincing this year, um, no. and they might have a few outs as well, like Jeremy Cameron, Shield, Stevie J, Caniglio, Caniggers. Um, Toby Green's definitely out. He's out. So there's, you know, they're not healthy. Um, no. All right, so in terms of a roughie, last week I picked the Saints over Sydney, which was a terrible decision. That was a bad roughie. But Ducky for Monkey, as a proxy, picked the Pies to beat the Eagles. What a pick. Oh, so that was a good one. Good work, Monkey slash Ducky. Um, Great game. If you were to pick one this week, who would you pick? Oh. Brizzy versus <laughs> Eagles at $7. <laughs> I mean, the Eagles have been absolutely poleaxed in the media. Yeah, haven't they? Um, that, they'll, so they'll beat Brizzy by 100 points, I reckon. I think they'll points, yeah. beat Brisbane pretty comfortably. Yeah. Kennedy might kick 11. Um, I think the most likely upset, I feel like it might even be um, Saints to beat Port. I was Port weren't too. great last week. Or Gold Coast to beat Richmond. Yep. All um, right. Well, I reckon the money there is St. Kilda's paying four ten. Go with yep. that, mate. And I was looking at that too, but my backup option is Frio at five seventy five. Get on the boys. I mean, that's come in from eight bucks. I checked it on Monday, and yeah, we were right. paying eight bucks. Maybe with the green thing. The green thing. Yeah, I did check it straight after that, and it had come in. Um, Alright, so Freo and the Saints, a few pretty rough roughies. So finally, um, what's your prediction for this weekend? 
anything and everything is included. Um, what are we looking at here? Well, I reckon um, someone is going to get injured from GWS. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. I don't know why I think that, but I think that will happen. Do you reckon like Valentine headbutts, you know, Josh Kelly or something early and he gets concussed? Similar to, to the Selwood. <laughs> like the Joel Selwood thing. Yeah. Oh, Maybe that's our hurt. thing. We need something rowdy to happen earlier or else Freo go to sleep. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. What what will happen this week? If Brisbane beat um, West Coast... Oh, mate. You'd almost pack it in. There's going to be some, some havoc uh, behind closed doors, I think. Like Collingwood-style rumblings. <laughs> Like um, the CEO stepped down of the Eagles and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, right. So an injury early. Something like that, maybe not this weekend, but something like that is coming at the Eagles, whether it's a coaching thing or or an administration level. We're still yet to lose a coach in the AFL. Um, Frio? No, we're still yet to lose a coach in the whole AFL, as in like someone get fired or whatever. Oh, Generally it happens. That's true, actually. That's been a weird year. Yeah, like generally it happens year. around this time of year, like that that last couple of games, caretaker coach type thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, I reckon, we've already said it, but I reckon Freo will get a little sniff at some stage. Like, they might not be in it, you know, with five minutes to go in the last quarter, but I reckon they'll have a little, <laughs> a little sniff, mate. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, I reckon... I'm going to go out on a limb and say Cam Mack is going to play well against his old team. Ooh, I'd like that. Do you reckon like that he'll get around him? Because he was probably held depressed for the last like week, uh, last year of his contract. Yeah, I reckon they'll, they'll be nice to him. It'll be like a, a, a Brad Hill type yeah. versus Hawthorne last week. Like They'll be super nice to him before and after the game and then just like, yeah. trash talk him for the... 120 minutes, especially Heater, Heath Shaw. Yeah, true. Heath Shaw would. He'd just call him a retard or something. Torment him, yeah. We'll say some inappropriate things. Get picked up on the umpire mic. Well, I reckon Brad Hill would be the nicest guy. He won three flags with the Hawks with all those guys. They probably like really like him and yeah. knew, that the, knew that their team was coming to an end and that he wanted to play with his brother. So it's, like, there's no bad blood with Brad Hill. I doubt there'd be any bad bad blood with Cam Mack. He probably no. wouldn't be getting a game in that team anyway. Look at their forwards. No, not at the moment there. Yeah. Their side's ridiculous. So he was probably going to leave at some stage anyway, so I don't think they'd mind him. No. All right, Magdog. Mate, thanks a lot for filling in for the, the, the camping um, doldrums that Monkey's left me in. But, yeah, um, that's all right, any time. But, uh, mate, you're a go-to... Um, filler at this stage we might have to get you a contract mate get you in and all the lucrative dork talk money yeah that, I'd be happy to do that yeah. you know, it's, uh, it's not ideal I'll tell you that much um, <laughs> <laughs> alright mate um, it's been a pleasure yeah always cheers Jody thank Look you mate to, to the next one yes very much so catch ya